Dreams are one of the most valuable and accessible tools available to every single person on the planet. From ancient Mesopotamia to the surface of the moon, dreams have contributed to the evolution of the human race. Hey there, I'm Meg, an oracle and dream interpreter. I help people discover the psychological and spiritual information available to them in their dreams. This podcast is a gateway designed to teach you how to interpret your own dreams, what to do with the information that you uncover, and expand your understanding of self. Join me on this journey as I dive into the very real dreams of individuals across the globe. This is a gateway to the world of dreams. This is Dream Access. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dream Access. We're here today with Michaela, who is sharing a dream that she had a couple of months ago. When we observe dreams from the past, it's really crucial to pair with it the waking life experience that you were having in that moment. Maybe there was a shift or a change or, you know, a dynamic that was moving into another space. And your dreams are really showing up to constantly show you what you're experiencing internally, right? And how you authentically feel in that moment. So your dreams can really help you identify more about the situation and how you've been responding to it. In my personal life, I use the observation of past dreams to help me identify behaviors or triggers or things that are happening in my life that might be building up so that I can prepare myself for an event or prepare myself for a way of feeling. For example, I have a tendency to repress my emotions, to ignore them, to shove them down in my unconscious until they build up into this mass that explodes outward. Usually it explodes in a way that is a panic attack or other anxiety. And this is just a personal experience, but I've noticed over time by referencing back to my dreams that when I'm experiencing that buildup of emotion, I have a lot of water imagery in my dreams. Now, if you have ever dreamt about water before, first and foremost, most think about if it's a formative experience or if you've ever had a traumatic experience that includes water because that definition might be different for you. But for me and for a lot of people across the globe, water represents emotion. It represents the flow of our feelings. And so when I start to have these dreams where, you know, in my dream space, I'm walking down the stairs and I see pools of water in the living room or I'm walking past a pond outside or there's rain imagery and things like that, I know that I've been repressing emotions. And this is just coming up so that I can identify with my conscious self, hey, I have been repressing my emotions. This is not a behavior that I want to exhibit. I want to be able to show up to myself and I want to be able to avoid panic attacks in the future that are built off of this specific reason. So I'll take that information from my dream space, the imagery that my brain uses to indicate to me that this thing is um, building up or, you know, it might be coming in the future. And I use that to help me set aside some time to answer my internal needs. Now, as you listen to this episode, you can really pick up on, you know, what Michaela was experiencing in her life at the time. And we talk about that in conjunction with this dream interpretation. And what she might be able to get out of this dream is, you know, she starts experiencing other parts of this same imagery that come up in the future. That might be an indication that, you know, this same experience is happening again and she might want to do an internal check. Let's dive in. All right. Hello. Hello. Today we have a dream that we're going to interpret for Michaela from Michigan. Michaela, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. I'm excited to be here. All right. Well, let's just dive right in. Can you describe your dream for me, please? Okay. So I wrote it down in my dream journal here. Okay. Perfect. So I'm just going to read it and I'll kind of 
explain what some things mean as I go. So I went to Australia. I bought my own tickets. KK, who's my cat, was in my hands the whole time. Like I was holding him like the whole trip. We went to the ocean. Like there was a dock and I was sitting on the edge, still holding KK in my arms. And we saw orca whales. And then there was a big octopus like right in front of me. Like it was in the water and then all of a sudden one of its legs or whatever you call them, one of its legs was like on the dock. Like it like put its leg on the dock, right? And then that was like my signal to like leave because I was scared. It was like huge and I thought it was gonna like destroy me. So I <laughs> walked and I left um, and I decided to leave. I tried walking to my car, but I lost my car. So I had to ask for help. Then I lost my keys. And then I just remember feeling like a failure because all the money that I just wasted on this trip that I planned for myself. And I realized that I wasn't prepared for this trip at all. And and I not I wasn't having a good time either because it wasn't going as planned. It was not what I wanted. I did not want to lose my car. <laughs> yeah. And I had to ask for help. That's it. Awesome. You, okay. So this is, this is really interesting. You have a lot of really uh, big imagery in here first. So you went to Australia. Does Australia mean anything to you in particular? Have you ever been to Australia? I've never been to Australia, but I have this, this, like I would go there. I would go there in a heartbeat. I have the desire to travel in general. So I would really go anywhere, but Australia seems to just pings in my head. Like that's one of the places I would go, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So that's like a, like a destination on your bucket list. We'll say. Okay. Perfect. With the tickets and everything and you're bringing your cat. So your cat to you, um, probably as a pet, right. Represents love or, um, a sense of responsibility, companionship. Do you spend a lot of time with your cat or do you travel with your cat at all? I mean, it's really just me and him living in my apartment. Um, He's like my companion, I guess. He's very much a cuddler, so he's always, you know, he always wants my attention. Um, and we move, I've moved around a lot since I've gotten him, since my whole life, really. But when I, he's just always, he's always coming with me and traveling with me. He, he's like, I'm the only one he has, basically. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So with your cat, right, I'm really feeling like the sense of companionship is also stability. If he's been traveling with you to a lot of these other places, right. And moving with you, he is the one constant thing in your life, right? Like he is a stable part. He is a, a reference point almost. And so for you to be bringing him on this trip, that's really interesting. So when we think about a trip, we're going on a vacation or we're visiting, right. This specifically sounds like since it's a destination bucket list sort of thing for you, I feel like that's really pointing to um, time to relax you know, taking time for yourself, really stepping into, um, you know, maybe giving yourself a space and a time in your waking life, you know, in your dream space, this is really showing you, Hey, if we go on this trip, these are the feelings that we might be experiencing. So with that desire to go to Australia and, you know, sitting on the beach, um, beaches are a point between land and water, right? It's almost like a bridge. It's a boundary like a barrier. It's almost like you're moving from one space to the next. So being on land on the dock, you're on that space of almost diving in, right? Almost diving into a new experience, almost diving into this relaxed um, time, this trip, this new adventure and things like that. But you have the hesitancy that's coming up with the octopus. Um, 
with the octopus, I see that as a really intelligent creature, a really intelligent animal, right? But they are also, they can be dangerous. And sometimes they're perceived as creepy in society, right? Or, you know, their tentacles, like you can't really control them and they're too much to look at. (laughs) So they just sort of end up everywhere. So with the octopus being almost like the uncertainty or an unknown, right? I see the octopus sort of representing that uncertainty in life. So I could see you sitting on this space of, hey, I want to go to Australia. I want to have this experience, this relaxation. I want to go on this new adventure. But I feel like this octopus is really, you know, this uh, this concept of uncertainty, this concept of the unknown and and not knowing how to handle whatever what it is that's coming your way, being able to, uh, you know, instigate those feelings of fear, right? Because you had the the scared nature and you backed off. Um, do you feel like you're in a time in your life right now where you are experiencing fear of jumping into the unknown or something is coming, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're not sure how to deal with the uncertainty. And so there's maybe a little hesitancy there. This was back in November. Um, and at that time, yes, definitely. I was working through a lot of stuff and definitely a fears of uncertainty and not knowing what I'm about to walk into in my life, like walking into the unknown. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's really interesting. So with the orca whales as well, um, do you, do you enjoy, like, like if you were watching a nature show, would you like to watch stuff? Like, do you just like whales? <laughs> Is so that- I, I have a weird, I have like this personal connection with orca whales. I don't know why ever since I was a kid, I've just loved orca whales. I went to SeaWorld or I got like an orca whale stuffed animal and I'm about to go to California and I want to go whale watching. And I really want to see an orca whale. <laughs> like that is on my bucket list. I have to go kayaking or something. I want to see an orca whale in the wild. <laughs> yeah. So they're just like an animal that I just really, I don't know. I just really like them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So if you're, cause you're, if you're on the dock, right. So you're, you're looking out at the water, you're looking out from this beach and you're, you're seeing these things that you love, that you've always wanted to connect with, that you've really wanted to enjoy and you're trying to go on this trip and you're trying to enjoy this space, but you end up backing off because of the uncertainty. So I can see this as your subconscious and I'm kind of um, leaving the car part of the dream out for now because I feel like that's a separate concept. So these two concepts are going to build off of each other. But with the backing off of the beach, right, you know, this is almost your subconscious pointing out like, hey, this is something that we've been doing in our life. You know, maybe you don't feel like you've been jumping in, you know, or like maybe you feel like the uncertainty has been holding you back and the subconscious is just coming in at this moment to say, hey, this is how we've been handling this situation. If you want to change this, you need to be aware of the behaviors and the way of being that you've been living in so that you can accept the space that you're at now and move into a space of change if that's something that you want to change, right? And so the first step would just be, you know, aware of where you're at. And uh, do you feel like that really reflects uh, your current? That's exactly what I went through. I had to learn to accept where I was and accept everything about my life so I could move forward and into the unknown to step into this. I don't know what's next, but I know it's not my past. I know I'm not my past. And I'm finally like moving past that and realizing there's something more for me. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. 
I love it. Okay. So, so that's going to be the first part of the dream. Okay. So we have identified the uncertainty, right? And like your subconscious is saying, Hey, let's be aware of this. And now we're going to get to the part with the car. So you were walking to the car, but when you got there, you realized that you lost the car, you lost your keys. And then you started feeling like a failure, like you had wasted money on the trip that you weren't prepared. And those are all um, feelings that are really going to come back to the main part of the dream. So with a car, when I think of car as a piece of imagery, I'm really thinking of it's the vehicle that transports us from one place to another. So in your dream space, it represents movement. It represents moving from one state of being to another state of being. It's almost like... um, it's the it's the it's the inner drive that you have right the thing that pushes you forward the thing that takes you where you want to go if you feel like you've lost that you know it could almost be like um you feel like you you've lost your sense of direction um the keys right keys are 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 keys to life right basically um are keys to everything that's kept away from us you know like you think of locks as a barrier so it's almost as if you've lost your ability to move through boundaries or move through um you know different spaces and and into spaces that are more like it's almost like gatekeeping is the word that's coming up for me so if you think about gatekeeping right if you don't feel like you have access um to necessarily like the the tools that other people do or the tools that you wish you had access to that could be something um with the wasted money on the trip, that's really interesting because if you're feeling like you're not prepared, right? Do you feel like you are a person that always tries to go through every scenario before you do something? Yeah, I'd say I overthink. I have ADHD. I'd say, yeah, I kind of like, I definitely like over plan and I like try to control everything. So, like, if it doesn't go, then I'm like freaking out. <laughs> <Not> yes. <serious. laughs> With the control aspect that, that really fills a lot of this out. So if you feel like you're not in control of something that societally, right, we've been told that, um, if you can't control it, then there's an aspect of failure, but what we're trying to get to right in our current spaces of psychology and, you know, like spirituality and all of these different tools is, is realizing that we don't have to have control over everything. And if we quote unquote fail, it's really just an opportunity to try something new. Right. So I feel like this dream with the car, with the, the losing the keys and losing the car and not feeling prepared and feeling like a failure. Right. It's almost as if all of these things are um, building up that old way of being right. When you stepped back from the dock and there was the uncertainty, all of these things are the concept of the uncertainty. So they're really filling out the octopus imagery of uncertainty and, uh, you know, not having the sense of control. Um, and I, I feel like, cause I know that you're experiencing some newness in life, right? Like you're like, there's a lot of change happening right now. So with that change, I think your, your subconscious here is really trying to show you it's okay to not have the control and to not be prepared because if you've lost the cars and you've lost the keys on the beach, you can't leave that way. So you might as well go back out to the ocean and enjoy it. Right. I love all of this imagery, especially with the orca whales and your connection to them. Cause this is really showing, you know, like you have this desire, you have this want, you know what it is that you want. You have this trip that you want to go on, or, you know, this, this space in life that you want to move to, that you're really looking forward to that is desirable. You have all of these things that you're looking forward to. And, 
your subconscious is highlighting the only thing you need to get past is the octopus, the uncertainty. That's the only thing that is standing in your way right now. That is so on point because I knew I wanted more for myself. I knew I could have it, but the how and the trying to control how I get there and how it's going to happen. I really like these past few months, I've really had to work on like letting go and accepting things as they are and that I can trust in myself and the universe that I'm going to get what I want at the end of the day. But it was, it's really difficult to just like let it go because I feel lazy and I feel like, oh, I need to be doing this, this, and this to get what I want. But like I had, I had to get so many readings and tarot readings and like just so many things that were telling me you need to let it go. You need to trust in the universe and trust in yourself. (laughs) Yes. I love it. So, I mean, okay. So that's like, that's like the interpretation, right? And like you have the concept, but applying that to real life. Now that's the tricky part, right? Because letting go, like it sounds so easy when we're like, just let it go. And then we're like, okay, but like, how do you actually do that? You know, <laughs> that's I hope when you're an overthinker too, because you're like, how do I let it go? Let it go. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. So, so that's going to be the part where it's like, how can you bring that down to earth, right? How can you make it into a practical plan? How can you bring that like earthiness to it almost? So it feels like if I could give you any advice on this, it would be if you could, you know, take this dream and note the uncertainty, right? The uncertainty is what you need to get over. However, there is still like practical stuff, right? Like we have, we need resources, we need roots, we need our foundation, um, we need our drive, we need, you know, all of the other things that make us a human being. So how can you set yourself up for success, right? Where can you meet yourself at the uncertainty? What things can you help yourself understand that, you know, hey, this is a certainty in my life. Your cat is a certainty, right? And you brought him with you, him or her with you in this dream, right? And, you know, that that's a, a piece of stability. So I would say, you know, if you have any, I don't know if you have any like practices that you do at night or anything with like affirmations, but something that you might want to try is sitting down and saying, these are all of the stable things in my life. These are all of the certainties that I have. You know, maybe it's, I will always have love for my cat. I will always have, you know, this, um, you know, maybe it's like a personal drive that you have or a vision that you have, you know, like I will always have these pieces. And, you know, it's interesting because psychologically, when we start to lay that foundation and we tell ourselves the same thing over and over and over again, every day, we start to believe it. Right. And so if you can help yourself believe that you have this certainty, you have control over these things that will help you let go of the things that you don't have control over or that you can't have control over. Right. Um, for me, I really have a sense of control with um, sometimes when other people come into my life. Right. You know, I have a lot of trauma in my past. So if I am not in control of a social of a social situation, I feel, you know, I start to feel a little flighty and I'm like, oh, and I I have to remind myself I can't control anything else but myself. Right. And like my reaction to other people and my reaction to the world around me, this is the only thing that I can control and I need to be okay with that. So I tell myself that over and over and over again. And eventually it it made sense to me, (laughs) but it took a little bit of um, time. You know, time is one of those things that everything heals with time. And I feel like this is something where if you can help yourself see the uh, the certainty in your life, the certainties that you do have, you know, even if it's an emotion that you have or something that makes you you, it might not even be a physical thing, right? 
if you have a concept or a part of yourself that is certain, you can always fall back on that, right? And so trying to build up that foundation, maybe with affirmations, or maybe if there's like a daily practice that you can incorporate that really helps you feel grounded and in control of a moment, that can be really helpful in helping you let go of the things that you're ready to let go of. So So this might be paradoxical, but I feel like when I've tried just accepting my life as it is, I felt in control. I love that. (laughs) I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's like, that's like the deepest form of letting go. I know there's more for me. I know like my guides have a lot to offer me. It's just a matter of me trusting. And that's just like through my own life and what I've came across. And it might be different for other people, but that's just personal. Yeah. I love that. Well, take that then because that's what's going to work for you. Right. I love that. Um, To our listeners out there, if you have ever been going on a trip in a dream, if you have ever been traveling, what is it that you're looking for and what might be preventing you from having what it is that you're seeking? Love the podcast? Become a Patreon supporter and receive monthly educational videos, weekly dream forecasts and guidance, journal prompts, insight into my personal dream experiences, and more. Visit patreon.com slash dreamaccess. To be featured on the show and have an in-depth dream discussion with me, visit souldreamexperience.com slash dreamaccess or check out my site for individual dream services. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new today. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.